All right, everyone, say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning's share. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Kislev. To thank Josh and Becca Freeman for dedicating all the Shimon Joshua's this month. Le'ilu Nishmas, Josh's father. Yisrael Yehuda ben Chaim Rafael. To thank Sammy and Malka Esterson for dedicating the Shurim this month in memory of their parents. Yitzchok Leib ben Aaron Akoin, Sora Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, Hinda Bas Henech Ephraim, and Mishchus of the continued Gizunt and Haslacha for Mr. Morton Esterson, Admeva Esim Shonim Tovos. To thank the Pepper family for dedicating the Shurim this month in commemoration of the Yardsite of Shmuel's brother, Yosef David Zechron Lebracha ben Yaakov. To thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Ayal and Sarah Steinberg. In the source of Rafushlima for Shulamis Basusha and Hillary and Akiva Kent, in memory of Hillary's father, Harold Mitnick, Svi Hirsch, Ben Chanoch, Zichron Lebrach. We thank all of our sponsors for their generosity. And we'll say with that, let us begin. So, good, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Membeis 42. And we are picking up our say actually at on Mem Aleph on Mem Aleph on Base 41b. We left off at the Gimara, uh, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 lines up from the bottom. Tanya. So we spoke, we're again, same topic. Same topic. It's going to be the same topic for the next couple of days through the end of the Parak. Um, okay. Good. Through the end of the parak of site, where we are discussing discussing that Reuven makes a nether that Shimon cannot get any benefit from him. Again, what becomes prohibited and what becomes permitted under that nether? So Tanya, lo imo ba'ambati. So Reuven should not bathe together with Shimon in a pool. In a pool. Remember again, as we spoke about yesterday in the Mishnah, Mishnah discussed the idea. Interestingly enough, because when a person's in a pool, or a tub. A second person comes in, the water level rises. That act of the water level rising, or that result of the water level rising, is considered to be hano. It's considered to be a form of benefit, and therefore Allah should not do it in a case where one is under a nether. And Ruven should not sleep in the same bed as Shimon, because it provides bright body heat. Whether it's a big bed or a small bed. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, No, no, no. Rabbi Huda says, It is permitted for Ruben to sleep in the same bed as Shimon if it's a large bed during the winter or a small bed during the summer. Large bed during the winter because since there's space, they're not gonna, Shimon's really not going to benefit from the body heat. And ultimately, again, a small bed during the summer, because during the summer anyway, one does not want a body heat. Most of the Gemara says, Rochitz Imo. Bambati Gidola. Similarly, again, Ruben can bathe with Shimon in a large pool, a large tub, because that way, again, when Ruben enters, after Shimon's already in there, the water level really doesn't rise in a significant way. Umazia imo bikitana. But say, this is not included in the Mishnah, but here in the Bryce it says, and Ruben could go into the Schwitz. I could go into the Schwitz with Shimon, even if it's a small Schwitz, even if it's a small sauna. What's the reason for that? Because we'll say, at the end of the day, more than one person in the Schwitz doesn't have an impact on the Schwitz experience. And therefore, again, there's no Hanoa that Shimon receives. Aval, Mesit Imo Alamita, but again, Ruben can sit with Shimon on the same bed. Ba'okal Imo Ala Shochan, he could sit with him, he could sit eat with him at the same table. Now, both say, to eat with him at the same table is the Chiddush over there is, you might have thought that maybe they would come to share food, which could potentially be problematic. Problematic. That's not the problem. But they cannot share in the same plate. Now, both say, this is actually an interesting case. The sharing in the same plate, we, we made reference to this yesterday. 
We made reference to this yesterday. Okay. We made reference to this yesterday, but I'll say that the Tamchui is this shared plate. What's the concern? The concern there is that if let's say Ruvain eats less, if Ruvain eats less, Shimon gets more. Right? So that's why there's a, there's a Hanoah that's involved in there. So the Gemara's Aval, therefore again, they cannot eat from the same plate. Aval, Aval who, I'm sorry, Aval Ochel who, Minatamchui Hachoser. But ultimately again, what can they eat from? They can eat from what's called the Tamchui Hachoser. Tamchui Hachoser means that let's say again, they're guests somewhere. So we'll say there were different types of platters. So often people would eat from a shared platter, but Halacha Lamayin said again, if anything was left over, it would go back to the Balabayis. When you have what's called a tamchui achoser, what ends up happening, halacha lamaisa, is there's usually a ton of food in there. So because there's a lot of food, whatever Ruvain does or doesn't eat, however much or however little, is not going to impact Shimon. Good. That's the sugya. Mishnah. Similarly, again, lo yochas was a same case. Remember, again, we're constantly dealing with the same case. Ruvain makes a nether saying, Shimon, you cannot get any benefit from me, or I cannot convey any benefit to you, Shimon. So now the Mishnah goes on. So we'll say, imagine for a moment, again, same case of the nether, but imagine for a moment, Ruvain and Shimon are both workers. They're both workers. Now it was customary, depending on the employment arrangement, to go ahead and feed your workers. So Ruvain and Shimon cannot eat, and I will say it's interesting, the Lushen of Avos, Lashon of Avos is a trough. Is a trough. Now, Avos is usually used in the context by animals, not by people. If you take a look at the Ran for just a moment, the Ran of Avos on the right hand side, third, fourth line up before it gets wide. Aval Ochal Mina, I'm sorry, no, no, sorry, incorrect. Um, the intermediate wide lines. First in the Lo Yochal Imamina Avos Shapalim, Karik So this trough, this Avos, is essentially a very large platter. That, that the employer would put before his workers, because the workers are, are physical laborers, they eat a lot. So that's what was called the trough. It was customary to go ahead and put food, right? You would feed your laborers, and because it was not manual labor, therefore they would eat a lot. They would eat a lot. So the Ran goes on and he says, so this is very interesting. Therefore, again, if let's say Ruvain eats a little, that turns out to be a benefit for Shimon. Why? Why? Because now Shimon has more food. Shimon has more food. So that's the Mishnah. Let's go back to the Mishnah now. If Ruvain and Shimon are workers together, and Ruvain made this nether that Shimon is not permitted to benefit from him, so they cannot eat from the same from the same platter. Most a very interesting case. Similarly, if they're both laborers and they're both working in a vineyard together, they cannot work on the same row, on the same row of the vineyard together. What's the pshat? Take a look at the ran again. In the wide lines, the widest lines, it's the second line in Bu'uman. Shura Sakere. This refers first to a row in the vineyard. We're going to see what this means is like this. So imagine for a moment, Reuben and Shimon, right? Reuben made an idea that Shimon can't get any benefit from him. Reuben and Shimon are both laborers in a vineyard. In a vineyard. 
So what happens now? What does Rabbi Meir, what does the Mishnah say? Ruben and Shimon can't work in the same row of the vineyard together. Why? They're planting vines. So what do you have to do to plant vines? You have to dig up the earth. The concern is that if they're working in the same row, when Ruben digs, he's softening the earth for Shimon as well, right? It makes it easier for Shimon to dig if Ruben's already softening the earth. So therefore, again, they cannot go ahead and work on the same row because it turns out that Ruben is going ahead and giving benefit to Shimon. These doors of Rabbi Meir. The Chum, the Chum say, the Chum say, no, no, no. They can work on the same row as long as what? They're distant from one another. In other words, the problem only comes about if they're working in close proximity to each other. But if Halach HaLamai said they're working at a distance from one another, it's not a problem. Good. Says the Gemara, Bekarav lo Aser. So the Gemara said, everyone agrees that Reuven and Shimon, if they're working in the same row in the vineyard, everyone agrees that they cannot work in close proximity to each other because in that circumstance, Reuven, if he digs the soil, is going ahead and benefiting Shimon. There'll be less effort for Shimon to expend. So Ki where does the Machlokis come up? If they're working far away from one another. In other words, same row, but at a distance. Rabbi Meir says, no, 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 we have to be concerned that if they work close, right, even if they work far away, they may come to work close to one another. The Gemara says, the Kamerachi Leila Arakame. For Rabbanan Sabri Lo Gazrinan. The Rabbanan say, no, we're not close. In other words, as long as they're not working in close proximity to each other, ultimately, again, even if they're in the same row, it's fine. And we're not concerned that ultimately, again, working at a distance will come to lead them to work close to one another. And that's how the Rabbanan Haskins like the Rabbanan as well. Therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, Ruben and Shimon could work in the same row in the vineyard together as long as they're working at a distance from one another. So that is clear that whatever work Ruben is doing is not giving benefit to Shimon. Incredible. Top of Membeis. Hamudra Hana Mechaver So a very interesting case. Right? So what happens? Ruben makes a nether that Shimon cannot get benefit from him. That's the same case. I will say, so imagine for a moment, 42A, top line. So imagine over here in this case, what occurs? So Ruvain is making this nether before Shemitah. Before Shemitah. So the Gemara says, so what happens? So in this case, I will say, Shimon is not permitted to enter into Ruvain's field. Nor can he eat from notos. I will say, notos refers to produce which extends outside of Ruben's field. So let's say, for example, Ruben has an apple tree. Right? So again, so case over here, Ruben says to Shimon, Shimon, you are not permitted to get any Hanna'ah from me. This nether is taking place before the advent of the Shemitah year. So what does the Mishnah say? Shimon cannot enter into Ruben's field. Makes sense, because he's not allowed to get Hanna'ah from him. Right? If you look at the Ran, by the way, the Ran says, Lo yor, first Ran, Lo because we'll remember again, once Ruben says to Shimon, you are not permitted to get any benefit from me, benefit includes even what? Traversing the field, walking in the field. Therefore, Shimon cannot enter into Ruben's field. Not only that, I will say, imagine for a moment Ruben has an apple tree in that field, but a branch of the apple tree extends out of the field, out of the field, so that now Shimon could pick an apple from Ruben's tree without what? Without what? Without having to go into the field. Nevertheless, that's Asr. That's what's called notos. Notos. It extends out of the field. Nevertheless, again, remember, Shimon is prohibited to get benefit from Ruben. So even the axe, even though he could pick the apple without traversing the field, going onto the field, it's still going to be Asr. Okay. 
Ubashvis, Nebosina, interestingly enough, and on the Shemiti year, any Yerletov Sadehu, he cannot enter his field. Aval Ochel Humin Hanotos, Rabosi Hanatios Hanotos, Rabosi, what if, what if, Halochalamaisa, right? So what if Ruben made this same nether, but he made this nether on a Shemiti year? So Ruben says to Shimon, you cannot get any, I make an nether, you cannot get any benefit from me. He's making this on a Shemiti year. So Rabosi, if it's a Shemiti year, so we're going to see Shimon still can't walk onto Ruben's field. We'll see why that is. However, Shimon could take notos. So again, if Ruvain's, if a branch from Ruvain's tree extends out of the field, Shimon could go ahead and pick an apple off that tree and benefit from that apple. So I will say, so, so, this, so, so, just, so just to clarify this case, two, two pieces over here. Same case we've had up until now. Ruvain's taking a letter, Shimon, you cannot get any benefit from me. So again, case one, nothing to do with Shemitah. What's Talacha? Shimon can't walk into Ruvain's field and can't even partake of fruit that extends out of the field, which makes sense, right? Because again, Shimon is enjoined from the receiving Hanoah from Ruvain. So he can't go on the field, can't take fruit even if it's growing, extending off the field. I, what if Ruvain made this nether during Shemitah? So in that case, Shimon still can't go on the field, still can't go on the field, but he can go ahead and get benefit from Notos from produce that extends outside of the field. Okay, next, next case. Again, we'll, say, we'll define that more in the Gemara. Another Hemenu Machal. So we'll say, let's say now, case number two is a more specific nether. Remember again, case number one was Hanah. Hanah's general covers everything. Let's say now, Ruven goes down and says, Shimon, I make a nether that you are not permitted to get any type of food benefit from me. No food benefit from me. So what's Allah? So if you made the nether of Neshviyas, if the nether was made before the Shemitah year, Yori Basoch Sadehu, Ve'ino Ocha Minapeiros. Shabbos say that's the case, then what happens? Shabbos say because this nether is just about food, therefore what? Shimon is permitted to what, Shabbos say? To enter into Ruvain's field. So to walk into the field is not a problem. What can't he do? What can't he do? Eat the food of the field. Right? However, Ubishvis, if Ruben made this nether during Shemitah, Yoreid Vaochel. In that case, I will say, then what? Shimon is permitted to come into the field. Right? Why is he permitted to come into the field? Because the nether never governed Hanah. The nether just governed consumption, food, and it's Shemitah. So because it's Shemitah, therefore what? Therefore what? The produce doesn't belong to Ruben anyway. And therefore, Allah says, Shimon is permitted to partake of it. Good. So I will say, these are our two constructs in Mishnah. So one more time. Construct one, construct one is a nether hanah. Ruben saying to Shimon, you may not get any benefit from me. Make an nether, you can't get any benefit from me. Okay? So that's construct one. Part A, nether was made before Shemitah. If made before Shemitah, Shimon can't enter into the field. Shimon also can't go ahead and eat notos, produce that extends outside of the field. Case two, nether was made during Shemitah. Shimon can't enter the field, but Shimon can go ahead and derive benefits from notos. Construct two, construct two. Ruve makes a nether. You cannot get any food benefit from me. If the nether was made before the Shemitah year, Shimon is allowed to enter the field, right? Allowed to enter the field, but cannot eat the produce. If the nether was made during the Shemitah year, Shimon could enter the field and eat the produce. Good. Says the Gemara, let's analyze. Rabbi Shmuel, learning Tarabayhu. So Rabbi Shmuel both said the following. Nechosim elu alecha. So we'll say this is interesting. 
Rabbi Shlomo said, now are going to introduce a couple of, of, of new cases. And the Lushen, if you notice, by the way, is going to look a little bit different than the Lushen of our Mishnah. And that is by design. So listen to this. Rabbi Shlomo said as follows. Nechazim elu alecha. Ruben says to Shimon, this property is prohibited. Right? It's prohibited upon you. So if Meshviyas, if Ruben made this nether before Shemitah, so ultimately, again, then Shimon can't come into the field. And he's also not allowed to eat from any of the produce that extends out of the field. Now we'll say, this is true even when, even when, even when Shemitah comes. So we'll say, now listen to what Rabbi Shmuel is saying. Rabbi Shmuel is saying, if you make a nether, Ruben makes a nether, right? This property is usher to you. So again, now Ruben's making that nether before Shemitah. So once he makes it, Shimon can't come into the field, right? And also can't eat notos. Not only that, even once Shemitah comes, he still can't enter the field and he still can't eat notos. Okay. So the Gemara says, Ve'im b'shviyas nadar. However, if Ruben made this nether during Shemitah itself, then... Okay, so therefore, I will say this nether still has the ability to preclude Shimon from entering into the field. But what does end up happening is Shimon is permitted to eat from the fruit that extends out of the field. Okay? Because I will say it's Shemitah. So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shlakish, will say that's Rav and Shmuel. Contrast that Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Sorry. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shlakish, Nechasi Alecha, or Alayich. Right? If Ruvain says to Shimon, my property is usher to you, if he makes his nether before Shavias, so what's Talacha? Ultimately, again, so far they agree, right? Shimon can't enter the field and he can't eat notos. He gears once Shemitah comes, Shimon still can't enter the field. Wow. Aval. Ochel hu es hanotos, but he can eat the notos. So we'll say, here's the point of contention. Here it is. Here it is. Right. So remember again, what's happening over here is as follows: Reuven is making a nether. Shimon nechasi alayich. Right. Nechasi. My property is usher to you. He's making this nether before shemitah. Before shemitah. So everyone agrees. What can Shimon do before shemitah? Can't go into the field. Can't eat the notos. What's the point of contention, Rabosai? Now Shemitah comes. Now Shemitah comes. According to Rabin Shmuel, so Shimon still can't eat the notos. But according to Rav Yochan Rishlakish, when Shemitah comes, now he can eat the notos. So what's my focus? Watch this. Incredible. So the Gemara says, What are they arguing about? The Rav Shmuel, this is so fascinating. Rav Shmuel must hold, Adam Oser Davar Shibir Shuso, I will say, Rabbi Shmuel hold like this. A person has the ability to answer something when it's, when it's under his domain or in his ownership. And that level of prohibition extends even when? Once it leaves his ownership. Now, I will say, now watch this. Therefore, Rabbi Shmuel say like this. When Reuben says to Shimon, my property is usher to you, right? I hereby take an idea you. You cannot benefit from my property. So before Shemitah, Shimon can't come into the field. Shimon can't have notos. Rabbi Shmuel will say, even once Shemitah comes, Shimon still can't have the notos. 
I bet it's Shnita. Everything is after. Rav and Shmuel hold that essentially, once you create an Isser upon something that is under your ownership, even if it leaves your ownership, the prohibition still remains. So even though Shmita now comes, the Notos are still going to be Asr to Shimon. Rabbi Yochanan Ishlakish, sorry, on the other hand, Rabbi Yochanan Ishlakish hold, Ein Adam Osir Davashir on the other hand, Rabbi Yochanan Shlach is saying, no, 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 that, that's not true. That's not true. In other words, Halakha Lamaisa, you could create Isra upon something when I will say, when? When you own it, right? When it's under your domain, right? But once it leaves your domain, then what? We're done. In other words, you, you, you can no longer create a state of Isra for something that you no longer own. Therefore, again, when Ruven made the nether, the nether devolves upon Shimon before Shemitah. Once Shemitah comes, all produce becomes hefker anyway. Therefore, Reuven has no ability to prohibit that produce to Shimon. So the says as follows, Is that true? In other words, is there anyone who disputes the concept that once you prohibit something, it remains prohibited even once it leaves your ownership? Right? If, is that, in other words, the Gemara is suggesting, doesn't everyone subscribe to that concept? After all, because if you don't, imkain niflagi binichasim elu the chosha came binichasai. So you say that's the case. If you notice, by the way, the way the gemara, the way the brayso, the, the gemara over here frames the case is talking about nechasai, my property. Now I will say my property is even a bigger chiddush because what a person is saying is the prohibition upon these items should only de- I should say the prohibition should only develop upon these items when when they're mine when they're mine. As opposed to a generic lashon of nechasim, which means that you are creating a state for the property, no matter if I own it or I don't own it. So if it's really true that the point of contention is whether or not the person could create an isser that extends even when he no longer owns it, don't phrase it as nechasai, as my property, rather phrase it as nechasim, this property. That's a bigger chedish. visu. Furthermore, again, what about the following case? Hotnan, the Adam Oser Davashibashuso, the Khashiati Mishuso. We'll say we have a case that explicitly says that a person has the ability to create a state of prohibition upon an item that he currently owns. And the state of prohibition continues even when, even when, when he no longer owns it. Where do we see that case? Listen to this. This nan we learned. Homer Libno, a person says to his son, Konam sha'ata naneli. Man says to his son, I make a nadar that you, my son, cannot benefit from me. I will say, by the way, if you notice, if you notice again, it's the opposite, right? The other day we had the case of a father says to his son, I take a nadar that I will not benefit from you. Remember again, why does a father take such a nadar from his son? In order to not be mavat to the son from Talmud Torah, right? I want my son to be a Talmud Chacham. I don't want them to be preoccupied with doing things for me. So I say to them, I take a nether not to get any benefit from you. Okay, this is the reverse case. Father says to his son, I hereby take a nether prohibiting you from getting any benefit from me. Why, how, for whatever reason, he makes that nether. So watch this. So the Gemara says, Yiroshanu. Ultimately, he will say, what, what happens? If the father dies, then what? The son has the ability to inherit him. Why does the son have the ability to inherit his father? Why? Because we will say, remember again, the father made the nether upon his property. Once the father is dead, therefore what? 
it's not his property anymore. If it's not his property anymore, then the son has the ability to inherit it. Conversely, I will say now, but I'll just point out, that goes fits you, and we see that base and a half a bracket over there. So that points you to the right-hand side margin over there. That goes fits you, and changes the gear saw. Let's say the father says to his son, I hereby prohibit my property upon you, right? Both during my lifetime and my death. So we'll say, what's that? If the father dies, the son doesn't inherit it. So we'll say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? Now, the fact that the father has the ability to make this nether indicates that's what I will say. That you could control the status of something even when it's no longer in your domain. Right? Because remember again, what's the father saying over here? The father saying to his son, both during my lifetime and during my death, you may not, you may not benefit from my property. Okay, so the father's alive. I understand why the nether is in effect, because the property is his. The Kiddush over here is even once the father dies, the son is not permitted to benefit from the property. But one second, the father's dead. The father's dead, he no longer owns it. Elamai, what do you see? That you can legislate the status of something even once it's no longer under in your domain. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 this is not a raya. Not a raya. Why? I will say, maybe it's different over here. Why? Because you're explicitly saying it. In other words, it could, if you look at Rashi, by the way, Rashi on the left-hand side, three lines in, well, it's actually very interesting. They are suggesting like this. Maybe, maybe, if you don't articulate anything, right, you don't explicitly say anything, your ability to legislate status only applies when? When the item is under your direct ownership, right? But once the item is no longer under your direct ownership, you cannot legislate its status, right? You cannot determine its status. However, if you explicitly, if you explicitly say, I determine the status of this item both when I own it and even after I no longer own it, enochinami, that could work. That could work. So I'll say, so for example, if a father says to his son, you know, I hereby take an idea that my property is ushered to you. So I'll say, if he says that statement, then what? During a father's lifetime, the property is ushered to the son. Once the father dies, the property is mutter. Property is mutter. Why? Because once the father dies, it's no longer his property. However, if the father says to his son, my property is prohibited to you both during my lifetime and after my death, in that case, since he explicitly stated it, then the property remains also to the son even when the father dies. Ella, so the Gemara says, I'm sorry, so the Gemara says, still, we're left with a problem. Ella, here we go. Listen to this. The Gemara is going to suggest now, the truth is, everything comes down to the wording that you use in the formulation of the nether. So we'll say, so remember again, just to take a step back, what we're hyper-focused on right now, I will say, is the machlokes between Rav and Shmuel versus Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And the machlokes seems to manifest itself, I will say, in one specific case, which is, Ruben makes a nether, that Shimon cannot get benefit from him. Okay, so now what's Talacha? So Shimon can't come into the field, Shimon can't come into the field, Shimon can't eat notos. What happens when Shemitah comes? Shabbos say, Rav and Shmuel said, produce is also, Shimon still can't eat the produce. Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish say, 
the produce becomes mutter during Shemitah. So we were suggesting that maybe their machlokes is about whether or not, whether or not a person could answer something that they no longer own. During the Shemitah, right, Ruvein no longer owns the produce. So therefore, again, based on that, Rav and Shmuel say that Allah is still, you can, legend, you can determine the status of something even if you no longer own it. Rabbi Yochan and Shlakish say no. The problem is with that is we've kind of just established that no, everyone agrees in principle that you can determine status of an item even if you no longer own it. As long as you once owned it, you can determine its status even after you no longer own it. So that can't be the point of contention. Ella, Benichas, so rather the Gemara says you're right. Rather, the Machokis of Rabosai is in a is, is, is in the word choices. Here we go. Ella, Benichasin Elu, Kuli Amalopligi. So Rabosai, this is very interesting. So the Gemara says, if Ruben uses the Lashon, he says, Nichasin Elu, Asurun Lacha. Ruben says, this property will be Asur to you. Everyone agrees. That even if what? Even if Ruben no longer owns the property, it'll still remain prohibited to Shimon. So for example, Shemitah comes, Shemitah comes, everyone will agree that Shimon still can't partake of that produce. So where's the Machlokes? Keep ligi, b'nechasai. Listen to this, so where's the Machlokes? The Machlokes is where Ruben says, my property, Shimon, will be asked to you. Rabu Shmuel, Savri, lo shanu, lo shanu nechasim elu, Lo Adam Oser. So I will say, Rabbi Shmuel hold. It doesn't make a difference whether you say Nechasim Elu or Nechasai. Once Ruvain creates a status of prohibition of this produce on Shimon, that status remains even if Ruvain quote unquote no longer owns the property, like Shemitah comes. The prohibition will still remain. Rabbi Yochanan Shlakish Sabri, Nechasim Adam Oser, Nechasai. Ain Adam Oser. Fascinating. So also, Rabbi Yochanan and Shlakish say like this. You see, if you use Lashon of Nechasimelu, this property should be answered to you. Rabbi Yochanan and Shlakish will agree that even when Shemitah comes, the produce is going to remain answered to Shemin. Why? Because you made a more generic statement about the produce. However, if this Lashon of Nechasai, we will say Nechasai means what? Nechasai means what? My property. What does my property mean? What does my property mean? as long as I explicitly own it. As long as I own it, it will be ushered to you. The inference from that is, if I don't own it, for example, when? For example, when? Shemidah. Shemid, it'll no longer be ushered. So I said, more suggesting that, that that's the source of this machlokas. Tuesday, is there anyone who holds that we don't make a distinction between the Lashon of Nechassim Versus Nechasai, in Hatanan we learned, Ha'omer the Chaveiro, person says to his friend, um, sorry, Ha'omer the Chaveiro, Konam l'sok beischa she'ani nechas, sadcha she'ani lokeach. Let's listen to this, right? I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, I'm switching on the names a little bit, right? Ruvain, Konam l'sok beischa, I take a nether, that I will not walk into your house. Or I take a nether, I will not walk into your field. Or, I will not purchase this field. Well, your field. What's that? Huh? Mace, if Ruben dies. Or Ruben sells this field or this house to someone else. Mutter. So I'm allowed to walk into the house. I'm allowed to walk into the field. I'm allowed to purchase it. Why? I will say, why? Why? It's not Ruben's field anymore. 
Remember, Rabbi said in this in this in this lashon, this refuge over here, I made this totally dependent on it being Ruben's house, Ruben's field. So therefore, again, if it's no longer Ruben's house, no longer Ruben's field, I have the ability to go ahead and enter in or purchase it. So the Gemara says, listen to this. Conversely, lebayis zeh shani nichnas sada zu shani lokia. But if I say Ruben, right, I take a nether that I am not entering into this house. I am not entering into this field, then what's the halacha? Even meis, o'shemachulacher, even if Ruben died or he sold it to someone else, aser, it still remains aser. So we'll say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? Everyone accepts the distinction between whether or not the prohibition is, we'll call it phrased in the generic or phrased in the possessive. It does make a difference. It does make a difference. In other words, if the nether is phrased in the possessive, that once, once Ruvay no longer owns the field, no longer owns the house, I can go into it. I can purchase it. If it was phrased in a general sense, the house, the house, the field, that's going, the issue is going to remain. Here we go. Rather, It's always so good to have a sugi that makes shalom. The Gemara says, Yes. It's not a machlokas. You're talking about two different cases. See here, Rabbi said, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. So let's say, remember, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. Ruben's making a nadir. What's his nadir? Shimon, you cannot get any benefit from me. So what's Talach? Rabbi said, let's go through. What's Talach? Shimon can't enter into Ruben's field, nor could Shimon eat notos. He can't eat notos either, right? It's produce that extends out of the field. Rabbi was saying, what happened? Shemitah comes. Shmita comes. Nerabo says, here where things got tricky. Rabbi Shmuel said, the prohibition upon the notos remains. Right? Rabbi Yochanan Shlagish says, no more prohibition on the notos. We thought it's a machlokes. Rabbi says, not a machlokes. Two different cases. In the case of Rabbi Shmuel, where the prohibition remains on the notos, what Lashen did Ruven use? Nechasim. Nechasim Elu. This property. Generic property. Generic statement. Rebbe says we establish when you sing the chasim elu, even if the property no longer belongs to Ruvain, the prohibited state remains. Rabbi Yochanan Rishlakish who said that when Shemitah comes, the produce becomes permitted. What was the lashon of Ruvain? Nechasai, my property. And when you say Nechasai, I will say what happens when Shemitah comes? What happens when Shemitah comes? Not your property anymore. If it's not your property, therefore Allah it's not a problem. And therefore Shimon can benefit. It turns out that Allah the Gemara says that really Rav and Shmuel and Rabbi Yochan Rishlakish are actually not arguing at all. And say, I just want to point out, this is actually how the Rambam, this is actually how the Rambam Paskins. Right? I will say that, that ultimately again. <coughs> That ultimately, again, that halacha he accepts this distinction. That if Ruven said nechasim elu, even when Shemitah comes, the produce with the notos would still be prohibited to Shimon. But if he said nechasai, my property, then when Shemitah comes, Shimon would be permitted to go ahead and eat from the produce because the produce no longer belongs to Ruven. Incredible. Well, so let's finish off the sogya. Says the Gemara, and you're the Sadeu. Rabbi said, interestingly enough, that Allah says, so remember again, let's go back for just a second. So Rabbi said, in the version, in the version of Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. So what's the Allah? Shemitah comes, Shemitah comes. Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish said that what? Shimon could eat of the notos, but he can't enter into the property. 
So the Gemara says, "Ubishvius in your lesotzadeu, maishna the ochel minanotos." Why is it that Shimon is allowed? So what's the friend of Yochan and Shlagish, who are now understanding this as a case of nechasai, right? My property. Shmita comes. Shimon is permitted to go ahead and eat of the produce. So the Gemara says, "Why is it that Shimon is allowed to eat from the produce?" The, pe- the Gemara says, "The peridafkeira inun because the fruit is hefker, and therefore again it's no longer ruvains." Because it's no longer Rubens, therefore Shimon is permitted to enjoy it. Ara nami afkara. The land is also hefker. And therefore, if the land is hefker, then what about Zayid? Then Shimon should be permitted to enter into the field as well. Amar ula ba'omdin ilanos al hagvulin. We're talking about a case where the fruit trees sit on the border of the field. And therefore, again, I will say, Shimon doesn't have to enter into the field to get the fruit. He can simply stand outside of the field to get the fruit. So I will say, what's the pshat? If you look at the run, as you look at the run, seven lines are from the bottom. Amr ula ba'omdini ilanos ala gvulin. Enach yimani de lilkot ilanos sheve emsa sada mutar leiri lesoko. Ava lilkot ilanos sheve omdin ala gvulin. Lo, de rachmana lo afkara la ara el lilkot perosel. So I will say, this is incredible. So the Ran explains, when did the Torah make the land hefker during Shemitah? Only for the purpose of going out and harvesting fruit. But if you could harvest the fruit without utilizing the land, then the land is not hefker. In other words, I will say, it's actually fascinating. The land is not wholesale hefker. The land is hefker for utilitarian purposes. So if you need to traverse someone else's field in order to collect produce, the Torah says you're allowed to do that. But if you could collect the produce without traversing someone else's land, then the land is no longer hefker for you, which is fascinating. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, we're talking about a case where Shimon could collect the produce without traversing the field. If that's the case, the field is not hefker for Shimon purposes, and therefore, again, he would still be permitted to, to traverse the field because of the nether. Such a fascinating idea. To which the Gemara says, So again, what I just want to point out, is according to this approach, this is really an interesting new understanding in Shemitah. So it turns out that according to this approach, for Shemitah purposes, fruit will always be hefker. Land is only hefker in that it's needed to collect produce. But if the produce can be collected without traversing the land, then the land is not hefker. Therefore, in this case, where Shimon has, right, Shimon is enjoined by a neder, right? Shimon is probably by a neder. So Shimon is allowed to traverse Ruben's land in that he needs, he needs to traverse it to collect the produce. But the case in question is where the produce could just as easily be picked while Shimon is standing outside of the field. If that's the case, then he doesn't have the rishus to go out and traverse the field. Other possibility, the Gemara says, well, this will finish. Other possibility, the Gemara says, It was very interesting. The other concern, maybe you will say, well, it's true, that you're allowed to go ahead and, right, Shimon is allowed to go ahead and go on to Ruben's field to pick produce, that's tafka only to pick produce. What can't he do? He can't just simply shpatsir in the field. Right? He can't go ahead and just tarry in the field. That would be a prohibition, that would be a violation of the nether. So the Gemara says, perhaps what we're concerned over here in this case is that Allah Chalamaisa, Shimon's gonna go on the field to pick the fruit, which would be permitted, but then after picking the fruit, what is he gonna do? He's going to remain there. And sitting there, being idle in the field, that's a violation of the nether. That's why what we say, and that's how the Ramah Paskins as well, that's why we say that in this case, interestingly enough, when Shemitah comes, as much as Shimon is permitted to get the produce, 
he's not permitted to go on the field out of concern that if we allow him to go on the field to pick the produce, which is technically mutter, he may carry longer than necessary to collect the fruit, and that will be a violation of the nether. All right, have a great day, everyone. Sorry about the, uh, the delayed start.